Welcome to Manufacturing Talk Radio. Welcome everyone to this episode of Manufacturing Talk Radio. We are joined today by Eden Higgins of the Duffy Group. They are a global recruitment firm. They do a lot of uh, re recruitment research to save you a lot of time and money. Eden, thanks for joining us on Manufacturing Talk Radio. Thank you so much for having me. It's fun to represent Duffy Group and the recruiting industry. Well, my first question is going to be, with, with 800,000 open manufacturing jobs and more open manufacturing jobs on the horizon, what's the solution? <laughs> this has been a problem plaguing manufacturing for a decade. I know. I know. So what I don't have one solution. I think there's many to be had there. Um, I do think, I think that employers, um, one of my actual clients has helped their um, workplace and they have hired by doing a lot of social media at the work site and showing what the people are actually doing um, on the line. I'm showing the work environment. It's like somebody actually wears one of those cameras on their on their helmet and they walk around and they show it and they show how great of a place it is to work. And also realistically, this is what you're dealing with. You know, it's hot. It's going to be, you know, and being realistic about the job. And they were, they have their turnover has been less because they're realistic about the expectations when they come in. And they um they are getting more people because. A lot of social media is a way to get people interested in your company. So that's, I know that's something new, but I don't think it's going to help 8,000 positions be filled like that, right? <laughs> well, I, I understand. I'm going to let Ju <laughs> Lou jump in here for a minute, but I just want to touch on education. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, years and years ago, they took out shop classes uh, out of education and I think created a terrible disconnect mm -hmm. for manufacturing. How far apart is education today for what manufacturers need for the future? Wow, great question. So in, in Phoenix, where I am, the community colleges work very closely with the incoming manufacturing in the businesses that are coming into Phoenix. So we have a lot of semiconductor and solar panel manufacturing. And in Phoenix, we um, the education, the, um, the high schools, and the community colleges are building classes around what the incoming and existing manufacturers need. So they're creating curriculum based on what those employers need in Phoenix. I'm not sure in other in other areas of the country, but I see, um, have you heard about that in other areas of the country as well, that the community colleges and high schools are trying to get these people and the kids and the um, candidates ready for these new and incoming positions or no? Because it is yes. happening here. It is happening here. You know? What, what we've seen uh, when Tim and I started Manufacturing Talk Radio in mm -hmm. 2013, 10 years ago, um, and the manufacturing workforce was really shrinking rapidly yes uh, and at that time 10 years ago parents were still saying i want my little kid to go to college and get a degree well when you get the good degree you also get a two hundred thousand dollar debt mm -hmm. and oh, i know it takes almost a lifetime to pay it off the government isn't going to help 
And yet, if you go into manufacturing, you get you go for training, apprentice programs, and so on. That we're beginning to see pop mm -hmm. up all over the country. Mm -hmm. That you you wind up getting a job for seventy five thousand dollars, and you're twenty two years old. Right, right. Um, and how about um, recruiting uh, vets? Are is that's happening quite a bit in manufacturing as well? Correct. We're seeing some of that uh, to I retrain. Think, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Uh, but we do see a lot. Uh, what we need to do is retrain parents. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> that, that's, really, that's really the hard part because, um, again, they, they're kind of focused on my kids got to get a college degree. And yet, if you go into manufacturing, heavy or not heavy, uh, you can make a lot of money. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. I've been promoting underwater welding, even though this is not a week for, to talk about. Oh, so cool. In view. Oh, so cool. Right. Submersible. Mm -hmm. But uh, underwater welders, they make $150,000, $200,000 a year. Right. So right. If you like water, you like swimming, and you might like welding, you might <laughs> like the money. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And those are the ones that work on those the really big oil rigs, right? down on, um, on the bottom of the ocean? Well, pipelines and mm -hmm. uh, electric mm -hmm. cables and mm -hmm. uh, so on and so forth, even though mm -hmm. most of the telecommunications now are up in the sky, uh, oh, right, not right, right. the water, but right. nonetheless. So tell us a, a little bit more about what you do in regards to recruiting, because mm -hmm. recruiting today is not what recruiting was. Oh, no, it's not. It's not. So, um, so Duffy Group, yeah, Duffy Group, um, we are a little bit different. And um, do you want me to speak about Duffy Group or recruiting overall, how it's changed? One and the same. I've been in. Um, oh, my gosh. So I've been in recruiting with Duffy Group since 2000. So it's really easy for me to say, okay, it's 2023. I've been here for 23 years. <laughs> before, that, I, before that, I was in human resources. So, boy, it has changed so much. Um, but Duffy Group has always been research-driven, and we are very um, particular about sourcing very specific candidates for our clients. So we actually go in, we're headhunters. We're the OG original headhunters. So we're calling in and saying, hey, Lou, are you busy? I have a job that you, <laughs> that you might be interested in. We're that person. And, Don't you know- take me out. <laughs> yeah yeah you get a phone call wait can't take that right now you know so we're we're the original people that have been calling we've been calling and cold calling into people and candidates and even without the internet so we would call into the receptionist way back when when there was no real internet and we would say hey i'm looking for a manufacturing engineer and oh i and then i um and then we would make up a tiny little story that maybe I was calling from a machine company and it was broken. And I was calling somebody back, please get me to the floor. And then they would, they would send me to the floor and then we'd have to pitch the role to the manufacturing engineer. So that's, I mean, that was so long ago that we did that, but now we have, you know, the internet, LinkedIn, um, different conferences and stuff that we work on, but we, we are very targeted. We talk to our clients and see what they want. We build a list, a candidate pipeline of these hard to fill roles. And sometimes when we're doing our research, we even give um, our clients competitive breakdowns of um, the organizational charts of their competitors. 
So it's we're super kind of spy, you know, very niche and very much research driven. If our client wants that, right? Out, and then we identify the great candidates. We we pitch and talk to them, and we vet them out according to what our clients want. Culturally, we vet them out. Compensation wise, we vet them out. Um, and then we de deliver the resume along with um, the, our interview notes to our clients. And uh, we deliver the first candidate within 10 to 15 business days, which is super fast when you start from scratch. And then we also um, 50, let me see, 75% of our candidates that we deliver to our clients are actually interviewed by the hiring leader. So um, I know, Lou, you hire a lot of people, right? Um, and do you ever work with recruiters or Tim? Um, no. Okay. So maybe, <laughs> maybe probably later. probably should. <laughs> okay. I'll talk. Maybe, do you want me to talk about this right now? Do you want me to tell you why you should do <laughs> that? <laughs> well, so I'll say, um, so a lot of times, a lot of recruiters are competition. Um, they just, um, they'll have a bunch of resumes and they'll just throw them at you. Right. And you'll ask for a manufacturing engineer, a process engineer, or some sort of very specific um, skill set. And they'll say, hmm, I think that this person kind of has those on their resumes and they'll just throw them at you in your email. Um, we don't do that. We submit three to five candidates per position. And 75% of our candidates, like I said, are interviewed by the hiring leader. So there's no wasted time. So that's something that's great. Um, and we're, so we're, we're a little bit different. We're super um, specific. We, we work with only you, Lou and Tim, if you were going to use us. And uh, we don't, we don't take that resume that we sent to you and send it to all your competitors and say, Hey, are you interested in this? Cause they have the same opening. Every manufacturing company, probably that surrounds you guys. They're looking for similar skills, right? But we only sure. work exclusively with our clients. We don't, take that resume and then throw it out to the universe and say, is anybody interested in hiring this person? We only work with you guys. So that's how we're different. One Hold of it. the things, one of the things that uh, we've noticed, uh, unfortunately, is in, in a company doing their own search and destroy missions and hiring and interviewing and so on and so forth, that unfortunately, and I've experienced this ourselves mm -hmm. uh, very recently, that doing it on our own, uh, we, don't, we don't have that skill set to do what you're doing, okay? Even though I'm doing this 51 years. Well, yeah. I don't, I don't have the skill set to weed through Right. The candidates the way you mm -hmm. do. Mm -hmm. So we had recently a, a position open mm -hmm. and we had we went through 30, 40 uh, resumes. Oh. We narrowed it down to uh, eight candidates. OK. And one showed up. Oh, shoot. <laughs> I said more than oh, shoot. Yeah. And then <laughs> one showed up. And those eight candidates had all applied to you, right? Oh yeah, yeah. So they had they said that they were interested. They applied to us. We had a telephone uh, interview. Pre-screen, okay. Mm -hmm. And we pre-screened them, and we set it up to for them to come in, and um, that's it. No shows, mm. and it's very disheartening 
And I don't know if that's because those people are on unemployment and they needed a name to give to unemployment. Oh. They went looking for a job. Seven uh, people like that, though? <laughs> I mean, well, I got seven that looks like it. That's crazy. <laughs> that is so crazy. It is. Oh, my gosh. That... Wasted time and mm -hmm. uh, oh, yeah. waste of my time. Uh, I don't have time for that. Right. No, that's, so that's, that's a, a good argument to go to a Duffy group headhunter mm -hmm. uh, to do all the investigation and research that needs to be done. What What is your success ratio in placements? In placements, we have about um, in my group, we have about 69 percent on all the on all the positions that we work on. And um, gosh, we've had. That is all of the searches that we've had in a year. So some of our clients will stop the search because they'll decide not to fill the role. And we also vet our client, our candidates, the three to five that we submit against internal candidates. So some of our clients will say, we have a really great marketing manager and um, she wants to be a marketing director, but we want to go out and make sure that she's better than any of the marketing directors that are out there in this industry. So right. then we'll... We'll give them a slate of candidates. And sometimes, you know, when you get to the C level, same thing. You want to have a, you have a VP that wants to be the C, I, O, C, um, O, O or something. And then we may have another slate of candidates to vet up against this VP. And a lot of times that internal candidate gets it. And then the company's done the due diligence that they really have the best candidate in the role. You know, it helps sure. that. Um, so we do that too. So we're about 69%. And um, which is very, very good for our industry. One of the hardest, second hardest part mm -hmm. about um, looking to bring on new staff is mm -hmm. that once you've got them in-house, mm -hmm. how do you keep them? Wow. Retaining employees is not easy. No. We are very fortunate. Mm -hmm. uh, we have people that are with us decades. Uh, similar to you and Duffy. Right. Oh, wow. Uh, so we do have decade-long people, uh, but that's that's hard. You know, the Gen Zs, uh, you know, for $5 more a week, they're down the road at the next uh, location. Right, right. I think, it's, I think it's treating them well, right? I mean, a recent, one of the recent um, articles that I read said that the reason people stay is because of their manager. The person that manages them directly, right? So a supervisor, a manager, a director, it's, it could be the, you know, um, you know we're, we've been super blessed and Kathleen Duffy is awesome and she takes care of everybody and um, and our organization. So that's why we've stayed, you know, 23 years. I don't think you hear that anymore. <laughs> and, and we do have some Gen Z that we, um, individuals that we have hired um, pre-COVID. So they now have been with us for three and um, three years, two years. So um, we are we are doing well with that and giving them. I mean, it's, it is hard because they're looking for something different and a little bit more um, emotional um, support and um, help, you know, um, than like the I'm, you know, in the middle of baby boomer and whatever the next one, Gen X or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know all that stuff, but I'm right in the middle. So I'm like, do it, do it, do it. Super big driver. And I have to like refrain from doing that with a with our with our newbies at times. But um, I think it's treating people well and giving them a reason for and make 
making them feel that they are a very important part of your organization, right? I'm sure that you do that, Lou, you know, and Tim, you know, and even if it's just like screwing in something or doing something like, but that's so important. If you don't screw it in, it's going to screw it up right at the end. So you're, you doing this is very important. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) You guys probably have a better, you guys have probably a better example of that, right? (laughs) Eden, I've got a question for you in terms of your reach. I understand you're global in scope. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I'm looking particularly at the movement of people out of Ukraine. Oh, and mm-hmm. I'm just wondering if you've been able to tap into that at all. Lou and I are always talking about the United States tragically broken immigration policy. And we don't yeah. let people in from this country. But you, if you can swim across the Rio Grande, you're okay. Um, and it, that has to change. But there are so many talented people coming out of Ukraine. Are you able to tap into that at all? You know, we have not done that yet. And in, in the searches that, that I have been working on, not at all. Um, we do a lot in the other countries and we do have, um, we have not been up in the Eastern European area and then um, UK we've hit France, but nothing in the Ukraine to like the, any of those skill sets. We had, I did, I did, I worked with a very large um, um, sanitary wear manufacturer. <laughs> that makes toilets. And we had a few people up there that had the very, very specific skill set that we needed, but that mm-hmm. was a, that was before all this stuff happened. Um, and by the way, that is very, um, that industry in itself, it is, sounds n- like boring, but it's super sexy because let me tell you where, wherever the plant is, is they have to make a specific, um, chemical, uh, you know, mix of whatever is is in the area so whatever quarry and whatever materials are available that's what that um toilet is made of and it always has to be shiny and easy to clean right regardless (laughs) regardless of where it is so there's actually chemists and it's very very difficult and super high tech to make that toilet that we sit on every day or other countries stand over or whatever so um Really, really cool. Didn't even know that, but um, but we um, but you had asked about the Ukraine. We have not done that, but we do. A lot of our clients do hire um, TN1, which is the NAFTA, you know, from Canada or um, Mexico or down south, and then also um, Australia, the E1, because those are easier. Not that right. hard to get them in. The H1B is difficult. We do have a few clients that are very, very technical. And they will have they have us going all over the world to um, find these super technical people um, to help them with their R and D before it gets manufactured. There's a lot of uh, veterans that need retraining in yes Belarus, in Belarus oh in Belarus yeah from uh, <laughs> about yeah. eight thousand yeah 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 oh I would imagine I would imagine what's <laughs> What's the update on that today? What's happened? Anything new today? Uh, all I heard was that uh, the head of Wagner is in a hotel in Minsk that has no windows. <laughs> yeah, right. Needs to keep his, his head down. 
<laughs> seems as though that Russian leaders have a tendency of going out of windows. Oh, geez. That's so, just awful. That's awful. Yeah. But we, you know, um, on another note, I was, I do help people um, just kind of on the side with people that are looking for work. And I did recently speak with a vet and he was so great. Um, and he was one of the guys that um, is on the front of the line, you know, the first one in. And so he understands life and death situations, right? He understands that. So when he was working, when he, when he was working at um, like a parking garage and um, helping and, and this guy that came out was getting all mad at him because he had to wait for 20 minutes to get out of the parking garage. And, and my, my friend said, you know, the, the, the candidate said, not really a big deal. Just relax. It's not a big deal. And he ended up, you know, not losing his job, but thinking this is not what's for him because he really knows what a big deal is. So these vets, you know, they get in these stressful situations that are stressful for the people like us, like, oh, I have to wait 20 minutes, you know, bah. and he said, relax, relax. It's not, a, it's not a life and death situation. So for those vets, we need to get them somewhere that they can have like their own decision-making capabilities and, and retrain them to be, I think manufacturing would be fantastic for them. A lot yeah. of them, you know? Sure. Um, and, uh, another one that I met was, a uh, um, training to be a plumber, but we have, um, at Arizona state university, we have the Pat Tillman foundation. Have you heard of that? They, they help vets. Uh-huh. Pat Tillman. Um, he was, uh, he went to Arizona state university and he was, uh, um, you know, killed in line of fire. And, um, so they have a nice foundation that helps vets get back on their feet and to get employed in, um, in our community. So that's wonderful. And this person is, that's how I met these people. Speaking about your community, I just wanted mm -hmm. to mention to our audience that uh, W Group just won two awards. Uh, one called the it's called the Impact Award. The first <laughs> one is for ec an economic driver, uh, and the other is exceptional workplace. Workplace. Thank you. <laughs> So I asked the question about your workplace, how many people you have working for you, and you've got 50 people mm -hmm. uh, in uh, Phoenix. So you're doing a great job. Mm -hmm. uh, and, uh, you know, our audience should know that. So why don't you give us your URL address for people to reach out to you? Oh, sure. So um, it's uh, duffygroup.com. D as in dog, U, F as in Frank, F as in Frank, Y, group.com. Very and, true. Uh, yeah, exactly. Thank goodness. It's easy. And you can, you know, kind of look around. We have a nice website and um, we also have a really pretty big LinkedIn page. We're pretty active on that and a lot of social media. And then um, uh, Kathleen Duffy uh, wrote a book and that's, there's a little bit of a, uh, it's about recruitment research and the es escapades that we've gone through as a company for the last, you know, 30 plus years. Uh, you know, it's our, our company started out of a, uh, out of our kitchen table. Kathleen. Um, uh, she was working at a retained search firm and the search firm moved to California and she didn't have a job and um, had a baby. And she's like, what am I going to do? So she started working and researching on her own and being a recruiter. And then um, lo and behold, now, you know, we had, a, we were teetering around 20 people for years and years and years. And then we pretty much blew up right before COVID and we really grew and we grew during COVID too, which was crazy. That's excellent. That's excellent. Mm -hmm. Do you have any parting words for us, for uh, our audience in terms of 
how to get in touch with you, what's the process? Uh, oh, sure. In, in dealing with a headhunter uh, oh or God. Duffy group, whichever they choose. Sure. Well, we're the best, first of all. Okay. Of course. <laughs> so call us first. <laughs> and, um, and uh, you know, like it's uh, ehiggins at duffygroup.com, E-H-I-G-G-I-N-S at duffygroup.com. And, um, and you can go to our website and check us out. But um, I think when dealing with a, a headhunter, if they call you about a position, and maybe you have been called by a headhunter before, make sure that that headhunter has a relationship with the company that they're working with. And, and also make sure that they have an agreement that they're not using your resume just to sell and get in there the first time. You don't want to be that first resume they see that company. So that's, and then if a recruit, if you need a recruiting company at a headhunter to work for you and your company, um, give us a shout and let us, uh, we can talk through and, and learn about your recruiting challenges and see if it would be a, a fit to work together. Be really fun. <laughs> Eden, thanks for joining us on Manufacturing Talk Radio. We appreciate you being here. Thanks, Tim. Thanks, Lou. Thank you. Uh, and, and I'll share one parting comment with our audience. What's more expensive, a lot more expensive than a headhunting firm is a bad hire. Oh, my gosh. So true. And turnover. <laughs> yes. Amen. Bad hire is an <laughs> awful expensive mistake. So check out Duffy Group. And thanks for joining us on this episode of Manufacturing Talk Radio. Bye, y'all. Bye, God. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. That's our show for today. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the show, please like and subscribe, share on social media, or leave a review. You can find us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Rumble, or your favorite podcast app. Visit us online at mfgtalkradio.com for our other episodes. We have also included links to our advertisers below. Thanks again, and we'll see you next week. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>